0: like to, haku, haku, <laughs> afterwards he'll give you some tips, amen, um, looking over our week this morning, we have to rejoice, we just need to say thank you to the Lord, looking over our week, who had a great Sunday lunch last week, wasn't it awesome, did you enjoy our other family joining us, packed house one service, um, I understand that we're going back to one service in August, is that correct? oh yeah, we're like, yes. So in August, we're going back into one service. And the reason why is that we're seeing a disconnect between two services. And so as we felt last week, it was just, man, we missed everybody in one service. So as of the first Sunday of August, we're going back to one service. At the end of this month, we have what we call Vision Sunday. And we have our family day, we've got jumping castles, we have animal farm coming. Um, for the kids, you can ride on a donkey or pony or pony, not a dog, a pony. And um, we have face painting, we have sausage sizzle, it's going to be just a day that we can just eat again and be together, amen? So stay along after church, and I understand there's only one service at 9.30 on the 29th of, 26th of July, okay? Does that make sense? okay awesome I just um, I just I'm so thankful um, for this for being here today because we obviously we are working out of our office in Palmerston North during the week we come back on a Friday to be with this office here so we are doing two office spaces at once and I couldn't do it without our TC team and our hers team and um, Dave and Papa and just all the team because they kind of keep everything going. Kathy, you know they kind of keep everything going. So I'm just so thankful. But one of the scriptures that I've chewed on all week was the scripture in Colossians three. It says we must keep our eyes on the prize. We must keep our eyes on the prize. I, I just think sometimes during the week we get so focused on what's not working that our eyes go off the prize and we forget to keep going towards the prize. Amen. So this morning, um, again, we're going to continue our series um, and we're going uh, c- to just to, continue to talk about the waiting room because I believe that we are in a waiting, waiting season. Um, but we are entering, we are almost on the exit of it. As a body, as a church, right? Individually, we'll always go through seasons. So we're going to continue talking about this this morning, and I'll be sharing three things that I want us to be mindful of when we're sitting in that, when we're in our waiting room. Three things to be mindful of. I, I was thinking about what Pastor D said last week. He said I have like ten points. So I've just dealt with that. I'm only sharing three points this morning. Amen. Are we okay? Three points this morning. So my first point that I want to just remind us to be mindful of when we're in our waiting waiting room is that our waiting room has a natural aspect to it. So I'm gonna talk about the natural side of a waiting room. We think everything's spiritual, you must be getting. Your body is a natural body. If I punch you it's gonna hurt. If I pull your ears, he's gonna feel it. There's a natural oh I like that, he didn't say, he didn't do anything. (laughs) There's a natural aspect to our waiting room. Let's look at um, um, Ecclesiastes 3, 1 to 5, a well-known scripture which we should know, but let's just read it for the sake of just getting the word into us, amen? Let's read it together. There is a time for everything. And everything, let's read it together. There is a time for everything. One One to five, please a oh, different different version okay let's read this version to everything there is a season a time to be born and a time to build up a time to weep a time to mourn Amen. The natural laws of sowing and reaping. Say sowing and reaping. sowing and reaping. Delays are part of the natural law of sowing and reaping. There is no way that you and I can expect a harvest tonight for something that we sow this morning. Right. There is a natural law to sowing and reaping. If we want to harvest tonight, may I just challenge us that we should have sowed that months ago to receive a harvest tonight a natural law of sowing and reaping. Only foolish men and women wait until they're hungry until they plant a seed for food. It's a Proverbs. Sometimes you and I can get frustrated because we're waiting for a healing. We can get frustrated because we're waiting for our prayers to be answered. We're waiting for an answer to our circumstances. But I wanna say this morning that there is a natural process and a natural time for things to take place. Ecclesiastes is pointing to times and seasons. It is telling us that there is no crop that can be harvested in the same season. There is no crop that can be harvested in the same season you sow. Remember Jesus' crucifixion? Three days. He was in the tomb. Three days, right? Three days. He's Jesus. He could have been resurrected on day one. He could have got out of that tomb in day one, but not Jesus. He also had to experience a season and a place and a time where he needed to wait. There was a process that needed to take place, and we cannot shortcut that process. Sometimes in our own lives, we we cry out foolishly, we, we press in, we try and hurry up and we try and get our harvest, we dig up things too early, we want it now, but there is a natural process that must take place. I want you to, for a moment, just watch this. Um, I'm going to share a few videos, movies, I, I, I love movies. Um, I'm going to share a couple of them, one of them is the Faith of Potato, and if you know what that... That's a true story. This farmer, he planted without rain. He planted in a season and allowed the natural course to take place. We can become so over-spiritual in our waiting place. I'm not saying about you. I'm talking about the 11 o'clock service. They can become really spiritual, over-spiritual in their waiting place. But like this man, over four months of waiting, wondering what's happening underneath the ground. Wondering what is going on. He can't see and he doesn't want to dig up. What would have happened if he became impatient and with the natural process and he dug up his crop early? What would have happened? I wonder how many people have sown wonderful seeds of finances, wonderful seeds of service, wonderful seeds of prayer, wonderful seeds of faith through their lives. They've sown generos- uh, generously. They've sown wonderfully in fields. And because they didn't see what was happening, they turned away and they walked away. Again, what would have happened if this farmer became impatient with the natural process and dug up his crop before time? Time. In our waiting room, we can't allow impatience to forfeit the fullness of time, impatience. It forfeits the fullness of time for the harvest to come. And I think about the church, the body, the whole church as such, about how many, even in this house, have sown good seeds, but because they got impatient, because they didn't see all that God had told them, because they couldn't see all the promises, or at once they turned and they walked away and they forfeited. What they had sown. We will enjoy it, but sadly, they're going to miss what they planted. So we must be aware that in our waiting room that there's gonna have to take place a natural process in our waiting room. And this is something I wanna encourage us to think about. Millions of people have gone before you and I, millions. They have waited on God, they believed in God, they knew that God would show up, they would be faithful, that he would be faithful. Millions of people throughout the course of time and history, they have believed for his faithfulness and his words were always performed, millions and millions of people. God has come through with them. David, like David, God had come through for him like Joseph. God had come through for him like Moses. God had come through for him. Abraham, God had came through for him. And Hebrews it says so, and so after waiting patiently, Abraham received what he was promised. There is a natural process, friends. If you're in a waiting room experience, there's gonna be a natural dynamic to your waiting room. And there is nothing you can do to hurry that process up. There's nothing you can do to make it come faster. It will have to come like Ecclesiastes says in its due time. This has helped me in my waiting room. And I hope that today it will help you in your waiting room. There's nothing we can do, but don't walk away because you're gonna miss it. The second thing I wanna share which is something while I was so full with encouragement and power this morning during praise and worship, is because I want to talk about the battle. While you're in the waiting room, there is a battle happening on your behalf. I'm going to show it through the Word of God this morning. I pray that it will bless you. Ephesians 6, and we're going to see this together. For we wrestle not against what? But against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness, and we're high places. I thought we fight here on earth, in high places. Fighting here on earth is between flesh and blood. But in high places, these principalities of darkness and rulers and wicked things, there are oftentimes we sit or we wait in our waiting room and we believe nothing is happening. When we're waiting on God, nothing is happening. We look around and we think, man, nothing's going on. Nothing's happening. We say things like, man, this is a waste of time. We say things like, I need God right now. I need him in my life. Life is so hard. We feel that that there is absolutely nothing going on. But I want to say that there is always something happening. Even if we're in our waiting room here on earth, there is a supernatural encounter taking place. There is a battle happening on our behalf. And I'm going to show you through Scripture. So while you and I are waiting in the waiting rooms, the things um, that we may not understand, things that we may not recognize that is happening, that we must open our, our eyes and see the supernatural battles that are going on. See, the enemy, while you're in your waiting room, he's launching missiles of doubt. While you're in your waiting room, he's launching missiles of discouragement. While you're in your waiting room, he's launching missiles of disappointment. He's launching missiles of contentment. He's launching missiles of negativity. He's launching fear. He's launching depression. And you are in your waiting room, and the enemy is bringing all this attack against your life. He is trying to cripple you. He is trying to paralyze you because he wants you out, and he wants you to forfeit the process. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of, dark, of the darkness of this world, against the spiritual wickedness in high places. Friends, while you're in the waiting room, there is a war going on in high places. You don't see it. You may not understand it, so you don't really think about it. You believe that it's just you going through this, and God has abandoned you. That is a lie from the pit of hell. While you're waiting in your waiting room, God is warring on your behalf. His plans have never changed. He says, I will prosper you. I will not harm you. He says, I will continue to be with you all the days of your lives. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you, Joshua. While his plans never change, the enemy has plans to hinder you. And I want to just share quickly about the book of Daniel 10. Daniel 10 is one of my favorite stories that I read a lot in the Word of God, but I feel that I need to bring this to you this morning. Daniel 10, have you ever considered what God needs to do to rearrange heaven to get you an answer? We think that when our prayers go up to heaven, it hits the roof. But can I tell you that when you release something from your mouth, heaven needs to be rearranged to get to you the answer that you are praying for? Have you ever considered that while you are in your waiting room and you think that nothing happens, that God who has promised, promised you is yes and amen? Have you ever thought that God has actually already released to you from the heavenlies what you are asking for? Daniel 10 gives us an awesome picture. See, Daniel was experiencing his own personal waiting experience. The Bible tells us in Daniel 10, verse 12, it says this, Do not fear, Daniel, for from the first day, someone say first day, that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before God. Your words were heard. And I have come because of your words. In other words, from the moment you prayed in that place, God heard your words. And at that point, he dispatched from heaven the answer to your prayer. But as this angel was coming to the aid of Daniel, the Bible says that he was interrupted by a force from hell it's in the Bible, in your own time, read Daniel 10. It's a very short scripture. It's a very short um, chapter, but it's such a powerful chapter. I want us to read the next verse, verse 13, please. Can we read this together? This is the angel telling David. Let's read this. What stood me 21 days, and behold, Michael, one of the chief So the word says to us, for 21 days, the angel had been battling and fighting on behalf of Daniel to give Daniel an answer on earth. 21 days. He was fighting in the high places on behalf of Daniel, trying to get to Daniel what Daniel had requested the first time that he opened his mouth. Mm. Daniel didn't eat pleasant food. He wasn't drinking. He didn't anoint himself. He was depressed. He was broken. He had he needed an answer. Heaven was not talking to him. He was mourning. He was waiting, but no answer came. Day 3, no answer. Day 10, no answer. Day 15, no answer. Day 20, no answer. Day 21, The angel told David, the battle was so strong that I needed reinforcements from heaven. And the archangel Michael had to come and help me to fight because I needed to come here to give you the answer to your prayers. Let's think about it, family. That while you're experiencing your waiting room and you're praying and you're mourning and you're crying and you're depressed and you're upset and you have fear and you have doubt, but you've already released the prayer from heaven. Just know that there is a battle happening on your behalf. While you're waiting, he is warring. Day 21. He says, I battled for 21 days and now I am here. Here I am, Daniel. Here is the answer to your prayers that you have been waiting for. What was going on for Daniel when he was going through those days that he didn't hear from heaven? Probably what was going on when we don't hear from heaven? Think about it. God, you've forgotten me. Man, I'm just not worthy. I don't deserve an answer from heaven. God just doesn't love me. Day 15, imagine Daniel saying things like, man, I'm just waiting, wasting my time. Day 21, man, this church Christian stuff, it's just not for me, eh? Bro, he's meant to like, answer my prayers like now. I'm sure that's what the preacher said. Daniel was in a place, he probably was wondering what was going on. He probably was busy battling, for, uh, battling himself and doubting everything that God was telling him. And in our waiting room, there is a battle going on on our behalf. You and I may not see it. You and I may not feel it. We might not even know it's happening. But maybe today I want to encourage you that if that is you in your waiting room and you have released a prayer to heaven, just know that heaven has dispatched an angel to answer your prayer. It may be taking a while, but it may be because there is something happening in the heavenlies. Nothing will make sense. It doesn't look like anything is happening. You, you may be in that place. It doesn't make sense. Nothing seems to be happening. But can I tell you to trust God? Can I encourage you just to trust Him? Because your answer is near. The waiting room experience is not something that's always pleasant. But I'm glad that God is fighting on my behalf. You okay? The third thing. I want to talk about you. I want to talk about me. I want to talk about the vessel. we were saved and we have this hope, Romans 8. If we see what we are waiting for, that is not really hope. People do not hope for something they already have. You are the vessel. I am the vessel. You are the one God is sending the promises to. He's not sending them to anyone else. He's sending them to his children, his people. Have you considered if you're actually ready for what you have been praying for? have you ever considered if you're actually ready for what you're asking for? Many times in this place, we want him to hurry up. Many times in this place, we're wanting God to move it faster. But maybe, can I say, God is working on us. Maybe it is not us needing to wait on God, but maybe God is actually waiting on us. I want you to think about this here's a student, here is a teacher. For days and for weeks, the teacher and the students, the teacher gets the student. This is what he tells the student pick up your jacket, hang your jacket, put on your jacket, take off your jacket. Pick up. He's doing this for days, he's doing it for weeks, you know, he's doing it over, repetitive, boring over and over and over again, doing what the student thought was a complete waste of time. The student, time after time, doing the same old, same old, pick up the jacket, hang the jacket, put on the jacket, take off the jacket, pick up the jacket. He's doing this over and over and over again. He wants to quit. He doesn't understand. He wants to learn Kung Fu. He wants to get into the big legs, you know, the big timers thing. He wants to do the hard stuff. He doesn't want to do that stuff. That stuff's not Kung Mm, really? The student missed what the teacher was teaching him. He needed to develop muscle. He needed to develop strength. He needed to develop the vessel. And sometimes we are in our waiting room because he is wanting to develop us while we're in there. And we think this is the same old, same old. I'm sure the worship team sung that song last Sunday. (laughs) Well, when you're in heaven, you're only going to sing one song. You better get used to repetitive because he wants to be glorified we are telling God in our waiting room. We're praying for God. We're asking God. We're saying, we're worshiping. We're doing everything right in our waiting room. We're doing all this and we're complaining to God. We're saying, God, man, I've prayed. I've worshiped. I've I've thanked you. I've gone to church. I've sown my seed. I'm doing all this over and over and over again. And I'm doing it for years. 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 And God's going, yep, and keep doing it for years. And keep doing it for years. And keep doing it for years. Because what I'm developing you for is, so that you can sustain what your next level looks like. He's developing character. He's developing the person to hold and carry the promise. And you know what? That is exactly what happened with the teacher and the student. The student wanted to do just kung fu. He wanted to do all that. And the teacher is saying to him, I'm developing you in this place. It's going to look the same. It's going to be repetitive. But if you keep doing it, it's going to develop you. The vessel. We're the vessel and often God will work on us before he works through us. Maybe we need to consider that God has keeping us in a waiting room. So he can do some great work in us and on us so that he can work through us. Maybe he is working on you and I so that we can carry what he is preparing for a next season. If the student didn't learn to pick up his jacket, hang his jacket, put on his jacket, take off his jacket, pick up his jacket, hang his jacket. He would not know how to do that Kung Fu moves. If you want to do Kung Fu moves, pick up your jacket, hang your jacket, put on your jacket, take off your jacket, and do it repetitively over and over and over again. I want to finish with this final scripture. Romans 8, 24 to 34, and it's 10 verses, but it's... I think it's really important we read this. Can we read it together? Let's read. That is why waiting. We are enlarged in the waiting. Woo-hoo. So the mother can't see what's in her puku, but she knows that there's something in there, and there's something enlarging her. But the longer we wait, the longer we become. It doesn't matter. Does that sound like you sometimes in your way? Oh. Not you, just me. Okay, let's go. Yes. Is worked into something good. After God made that he followed it up by calling people by name. Completing what he began. If God doesn't hesitate to put everything on the line for us, I, I just—I just want you to say that to yourself again. And who dear? not mess with you guys because this is talking about you too. Who would dare... Sticking up for us. Wow, good. Friend, if you're in your waiting room, God's working on you. Don't abandon the process. Don't quit and walk away. Keep sowing in that place. Allow the principles in sowing and reaping to continue its natural course. Know that the battle that is taking place on your behalf and don't quit. Look at each other. Slap you. Don't you quit. Three things to be mindful of, right? Just three things. Just be mindful of these things when you're in your waiting room. Be mindful that there's a natural process. Be mindful about the battle that is happening on your behalf and definitely be mindful of the vessel yourself, yeah? Just be upstanding.